Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. Huge victory by the boys. Let's go. I was in shambles this week, you know, leading up to this game, to be honest. We lose to Almeria at the weekend. I'm afraid this game is going to be the, the, you know, second coming of that turning point where everything just goes to shambles. Pedri out, Dembele out, Lewandowski out for a few more weeks here. Christensen picks up a knock just before the game starts. And I, I'm freaking out, to be honest, because I really did think an avalanche of negative press, negative fan sentiment, negative mentality amongst the team was, was going to be here if we lost this game. And I really only hoped for a draw at the Bernabeu away um, with the pieces we had ready. I didn't expect much. And to see Javi and the boys... Frankie de Jong, Araujo, Koundé, uh, Marcus Alonso had a great shift. Balde looked great. I mean, just up and down the lineup, we had some really strong performances, which is interesting to say because I know there will be some naysayers who look at this game and think, we, you know, really our offense was awful. Our midfield could hardly hold the ball. Um, you know, we didn't play in anything like a Barca style. This was, I think, the lowest percent of ball control we've had in a game in like a decade, something like that. Uh, and... You know, we didn't play that well overall as a team, uh, you know, trying to win a soccer game, but we played well enough with the pieces we had and everyone defensively for sure really, really stood up and, tr and, and, and did their part, right? And, and somehow Real Madrid played even worse than us. Like, you know, Carvajal, just awful crosses into the box. Benzema was basically non-existent, trying to go always to the far post, trying to go in the midfield at times. Kamavinga, you know, made that awful pass that led to uh, Ferran Torres' assist for Kessier you know, own goal technically uh, for the only goal of the game. And so it really felt like the, the roles had been reversed in this game because I'm so used to Barca coming into classicals when we don't win. And what happens almost all the time is that, you know, we dominate the ball, we dominate possession, we get hit on counterattacks, they come through, they score, and then we get frustrated and it happens again and again. And in this game, it was the opposite, right? Real Madrid held the ball for almost the whole game. Uh, we try to break on the counter a few times, honestly not to much effect except for the one that led to the goal. And that's the type of win we need, right? After the embarrassing loss in the Europa League, after the embarrassing loss to Almeria at the weekend, I really needed the team to come out here and show just a fighting spirit. And that's what they did, right? Considering that all the cards were stacked against them, no one believed that we were going to come away with a, a victory here today. Xavi, you know, changed the style of our play in a lot of ways, right? Whether it was because he actually changed it on purpose or it was because, you know, we just didn't have the ball at all. We weren't playing a high line. We were playing like a mid to low block with the defense. You know, we really did a good job of having, again, Araujo, the Vinicius stopper, like always, just had him in his pocket the whole game. You had Kunde moving to that center back spot. You know, I think it was I think it was the man you leg when we put Kunde at center back and Araujo at right back. And I wasn't too impressed with how Kunde performed. Well, today he really came up with his A game. You had Frankie De Jong just, you know, whenever we had a chance to win the ball, winning it, retaining possession, helping, you know, get that clock down. Balde himself going, uh, you know, on some wild dribbles throughout the game. Um, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm elated, right? Just the fact that we could win this game is so huge for our season. I really think, like I said, had we lost this game, it would have really gone on like a, a negative downpour for the whole team and the whole season. And, and we're back. And, you know, we had that late scratch right before the game starts. You hear Christensen's out and it just reminded you of the big Champions League games, the Europa League games against Man U, right? Where all of a sudden our players who we really need are injured. Because if you really think about it, you know, uh, sorry, Pedri, Dembele, Lewandowski, and Christensen. I mean, those are no doubt about it. Some of our starters, all of our, all of us fans want to see on the, the team sheet week in and week out. And so to see them come through, uh, even with those players injured and win, it's just, it's amazing. 
And it's crazy because, you know, this result really does reinforce what we all know is that, you know, when other teams like Liverpool and, and all over the Premier League, uh, Italy, Germany, when they can't beat Bayern Munich or Real Madrid, for some reason it's always Barca. We're able to take it to them and beat them and beat them at the Bernabeu even. And, you know, what I thought was really crazy was just how the game started, right? You start the game and I think it was within the first minute you have Luka Modric you know, running down the field, getting into almost a one-on-one if his legs were just a little bit quicker with Ter Stegen, and were able to stop it. In the first 15 minutes of the game, I was really sweating because Real Madrid were really taking it to us. They were, you know, trying to go on a full onslaught. And it, it, funny enough, it wasn't until Vinicius got into that, like, chokehold that he had on Frankie de Jong where he, you know, thought he was fouled. He didn't get fouled. He yelled at the ref and got a yellow card. And, and then, you know, it was shortly after then, and that uh, interaction between Vinicius and the ref that kind of threw their team off base. And, you know, as much as I hate all of the racist comments towards Vinicius and racist comments towards anyone, that's not okay and it's evil. Uh, Vinicius is a is a very interesting player. How he did not get a second yellow card or a straight red for the way he was given the thumbs up uh, mockingly to the ref when, you know, Lewandowski... Uh, I think it was Savic and Ferran Torres got thrown out of a game in Atletico and Barca too. And like just the, the, the rules don't seem to apply evenly to Real Madrid players as they do to everyone else, which is, you know, complete BS. But Vinicius really threw their team off, I felt like, in that moment. And that's what allowed us to get, you know, collect our breath and then kind of get back into the game and score that one goal, right? And it's Ferran Torres who... Again, didn't look too good today, but honestly, no one offensively really had a chance to shine, I don't think, with just the way that, you know, with with the midfield that was available, with the front three that was available. We just didn't have the tools to really retain the ball against Real Madrid very well. And uh, he gets the assist, right? He gets to Kessier. Kessier is able to just, you know, knock it, hits off Courtois, hits off Militao, goes in the back of the net, and that gives us the victory. And then to just be able to withstand the pressure, you know, through the rest of the first half, in the second half as well, and just make sure that Ter Stegen... He, you know, there was one cross where he had to dive and clear the ball, but I think the stat is that Real Madrid got zero shots at home, right? And that's what has to be understood here. This is a Real Madrid team that haven't lost at home all season. They haven't had a game where they didn't register a shot. I think it's been a few years since that happened, and, and this was the Barca defense really going at its full effect. And, you know, it sure, did, did it give me a little bit vibes of, like, Valverde-era Barca where, you know, we'd get a lead and just, like, really try and hold on to it and not really impose our will in the game? Yes, but when you're down so many huge, important players, you know, that's what we have to expect. And these are the victories we need, right? We need to have the team and Xavi believe in himself that we can play multiple styles to win games. I think at times uh, a tactical rigidity, uh, uh, a stubborn view of how the game must be played is what really costs us. You know, there are times when we need to be able to to just batten down the hatches and, and just hold on to a lead. And as Ferran Torres had that assist, I mean, right, it was Kessier who was able to put the, you know, through the own goal, ba- goal in the back of the net. He had another opportunity where he should have scored a second if it wasn't for Anzu Fati, who was just on the worst luck I've seen anyone ever have, uh, blocked it with his feet and kept us from going up 2-0. And that would have been huge for us, right? I think one thing we have to understand is we should not by any means underestimate this Real Madrid side. You know, I think Ancelotti made some big mistakes throughout this game. For one, uh, you know, when we put Araujo against Vinicius, they never try to do anything else besides have Vinicius get the ball and continue to try to go one-on-one and play in a cross uh, to Benzema or to someone else in the box, right? Oddly enough, Vinicius never roams in the middle. He never roams to the right side. They never have really anyone on that left side like Nacho make too many overlapping runs or try and create any sort of disturbances. So there was a lot of rigidity by Ancelotti in that way. And then for the rest of the game, he was really, they were doing what Barca fans have hated 
in the last few weeks when things go down, we were really just doing a cr- they were doing a cross and pray type game, right? You had Carvajal just awful crosses throughout the game. Um, I think they also made a mistake starting Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. I really don't think you know as good as those players are to be honest with you. I don't think at this age they're really ready to play together in these type of games. You know, Chuamani was on the bench. Um, Rodrigo, interestingly enough, came on as like a sub, even though I think he could have offered them something up probably on the right wing there in this game. And so we won 1-0, you know, and so like I said, this is a big victory for us, but it's not the end of this fight, right? We still have huge games coming up in the league and the second leg. And, you know, they have this set up in the most anticlimactic way possible where the second leg of the the uh the copa semis isn't for another month which is pretty crazy uh but the team you know salvaged a win and this is what we need to do in order to just ride out the storm right of pedri being hurt and dembele being hurt because as each week goes by of course you know pedri's uh injury was kind of the hammer blow that really dampered the season but it's really dembele who i'm missing a lot and i really want to see him back and it's been just great to see frank de Jong just continue to play consistently even with all, all these players are injured you know even against manchester united even today he put in a wonderful shift and i'm just happy to see him continue to, to excel under xavi you know even even some of the players who uh, you know i've criticized and i think all of us have criticized right marcus alonso steps in for christensen and it turns out he's pretty good uh, when he just has to stay at the back, you know, intercept low block balls. And, you know, he's not he's just really sitting back there trying to help clear balls when they're, you know, crossed in like he did a few times throughout this game. You know, when we play a lower block, he's not as susceptible to being caught, uh, you know, in no man's land or on a 1v1 race versus a winger or a striker where we've seen him kind of falter in the last uh, season he's been at Barca here. And so, you know, he was even put in a position that he was able to do well in. Um, Rafinha, again, not a good offensive performance. It's a continuous trend that I'm going to be talking about uh, every week until he's able to get, you know, at least 60 minutes of a game where we're seeing you know, him put his his best foot forward. But even though he wasn't able to put in that good offensive uh, shift, and again, I'm not going to criticize too many players here today for how they performed offensively. Defensively, you know, he really came back well. He was really fighting well. He took a good tactical foul against Vinicius, got a yellow for it, but that helped stop the counterattack. And so he reminded me today a little bit of like Griezmann on Barca, where he was putting in, you know, some really good defensive shifts even when the offense wasn't clicking. So, I mean, a win's a win. I think if you're going to look at negatives, I mean, Anzu Fati continues to just, I don't know, it kind of pissed me off this game. I wonder how you feel. Let me know in the comments. But for Fati, for Anzu this game, it really, it doesn't even feel like, okay, I understand he doesn't want to get injured again. He might not want to go into tackles, you know, with his knees like one-on-one, or he might not want to like overextend himself and risk hyperextending one of his leg muscles. But on like it just didn't seem like he put in any effort on defense at all there were times when he's just kind of like around the action happening but not really putting in any attempt to win the ball or to alter the the passing lanes for the for Real Madrid and so that really rubbed me the wrong way of course he he was you know just in the wrong place at the wrong time when Kessier almost scored the second goal and blocked it. But just the the inability to to give an effort on defense and even sometimes when balls were cleared long, I didn't really see him running after them like I thought he could have. Just really rubbed me the wrong way. And so Anzu, I don't know. I, I don't want to – I'm not one of those like crazy fans who's like, ah, oh, Anzu's got to go. He sucks. No more number 10. But, you know, we just got to – temper our expectations this season not expect too much from him and then hope next season he can come back better because I just don't think we have with the league and the Copa semifinal and final hopefully coming up here I don't think we have the 
the ability to really nurture him this season and give him big moments and big minutes, right? Because every game we have now in the league uh, is going to be huge for us. And because we're not in Europe anymore, unfortunately, there's going to oftentimes be, you know, week-long breaks between our games. And so we should have everyone hopefully pretty well-rested and ready to fight. Uh, you know, Real Madrid, they, they have a chance, like they always do, to come back in either of the two Clásicos coming up. And if they stay in Europe, which, you know, with a... a 2-5 away victory, it seems like they will. That'll hopefully continue to get them tired and give us an advantage as it comes down to this league title. So, that's it. Real Madrid, 65% possession, zero shots on goal. That is really the blueprint for how to beat this team. You know, it really works because of Araujo, and it's just crazy to me that the fact that, you know, against Real Madrid, they continue to allow Araujo to just pocket Vinicius every time. But, hey, We'll take it. Hopefully it'll work out in the next coming weeks. So let me know in the comments what you guys thought, how excited you are that we won. Thank you all.